This is NEJM group coverage of the 2022 meeting of the American Society of Clinical Oncology. I'm Christine Sedlowski, and with me is Dr. Shanu Modi, the lead author of Destiny Breast 04, a phase three study being presented at the meeting on trastuzumab deratexacan in previously treated HER2 low advanced breast cancer. She's a medical oncologist specializing in breast cancer treatment at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Shanae, welcome. Thank you. So as you note in your study, uh, there is a substantial proportion of patients with HER2 negative metastatic breast cancer that actually have HER2 low disease. What's the proportion? A good estimate is about 60%, uh, almost 60% of patients who are currently defined as having tumors with HER2 negative or negative breast cancer probably have low levels of, of HER2, uh, of the HER2 receptor. And so we, we call those HER2 low breast cancers. Are these patients who are identified before treatment normally? So up till now, we, we haven't distinguished HER2 low breast cancer as a, as a separate group. Uh, predominantly because our current HER2-targeted therapies really haven't uh, been effective for, for this uh, subgroup of patients. And so we have historically treated HER2-low breast cancers as we treat HER2-negative breast cancers. And, and the treatment in that setting is actually guided by the hormone receptor status. So, so I mean, we're, we're in an era, a, a very exciting era of antibody drug conjugates and, and um, you know, technological advances have really, I think, uh, improved the potency and the benefits of, of these new generation ADCs. And trastuzumab druxican is one, one such example. I mean, it is, as you know, already approved uh, and very effective for HER2 positive breast cancer. But we know from preclinical studies that it is active actually across a range of HER2 or levels of HER2 expression. And, and we actually did a, a very important proof of principles, principle study actually where we were able to show that even in cases where patients had tumors with low levels of HER2 expression, we saw really promising and exciting activity or efficacy. And that's really what prompted us to do the Destiny Breast 04 trial, which is obviously the very first randomized study of, of trastuzumab drexican in, in a HER2 low metastatic breast cancer patient population. So this was a trial, uh, it was actually a multi-center, multi-nation study, and, and we enrolled patients who had HER2 low metastatic breast cancer. Uh, and this was a these were patients who had at least one line of prior chemotherapy, but not more than two lines of chemotherapy. Uh, for, adva for, for advanced stage disease. Uh, moreover, patients who had hormone positive HER2 low breast cancer were also required to have at least one line of endocrine therapy and, and be considered uh, endocrine refractory. Uh, and so the, this was the, the, these were the patients who were eligible for the trial. And so we randomized uh, over 550 patients half uh, in a two to one fashion, actually. So two thirds got randomized to trastuzumab can, which we delivered at a very, at the approved conventional dose. And then the other third were randomized to standard of care chemotherapy. And, and there were a bunch of options for physicians to choose from. These are commonly used drugs in the setting like capecitabine, aribulin, gemcitabine, paclitaxel or nab paclitaxel. And the primary endpoint 
of the trial really was to look at progression-free survival uh, by a blinded and independent central analysis. And we looked specifically at the hormone receptor positive HER2 low patients as our primary endpoint group. There are a number of reasons for that, but that's the predominant subgroup within the HER2 low population. And so we started with that as our primary analysis group, but, but we, we then expanded um, the analysis to then include patients who, all patients, uh, and then in a hierarchical fashion, tested also overall survival again in the hormone positive cohort, and then in all patients on the trial. What were your main findings? In terms of efficacy, um, you know, it was exciting to see that we, we saw, saw very robust activity for trastuzumab can. So for the primary endpoint, which was progression-free survival in, in the hormone-positive cohort, we saw almost a 50% decrease uh, in the risk of progression for the patients who received trastuzumab can. And when we looked at median um, progression-free survival numbers, it really increased from about 55 five months up to 10.1 months in, in the hormone positive cohort. And so we, we met that primary or first bar that allowed us to then do a progression-free analysis in the whole study population. And we saw actually a nearly identical result. So basically a 50% decrease in the risk of disease progression if we use trastuzumab deruxican, and that's irrespective of hormone receptor status. So that was really exciting to see. We then proceeded to do the overall survival analysis. And, and again, in, in both the hormone receptor positive cohort and then all patients in the trial, we found the same result, uh, about a 35% decrease in the risk of death um, with trastuzumab drexican therapy, which is, I mean, it's a really exciting result because we don't often see survival advantage or survival benefits in late stage metastatic breast cancer. So this, these are really exciting efficacy data. What, you know, patients will want to know about potential side effects? So in general, I mean, we saw a very similar toxicity profile of TDXD uh, in the HER2 low population that we've seen in, in our prior studies, mostly in the HER2 positive breast cancer population. So there, there were no surprising, I guess, safety signals. We know that perhaps the most common toxicity is, is nausea. And I should say it's, it's mostly a low-grade uh, toxicity. We call it grade one and grade two. But we've learned over time that actually we can really minimize this if we use prophylactic antiemetics, and which they didn't do in the trial. So I think um, because we're now using this drug, I think, in, in our standard practice for the HER2-positive patients already, we, we can see that if, if we use antiemetics up front, we can really minimize that, that potential toxicity. The other toxicities tend to be of a GI nature, uh, other GI side effects, and, and some bone marrow suppression, which are, which are fairly typical side effects of a lot of chemotherapy drugs we give to our breast cancer patients. And, and for the most part, these were of a low grade and manageable. We do know that, and we've learned this from the very first trials of TDXD, that it does have a special uh, lung toxicity risk. And we did see that in this trial also. Uh, overall, uh, there was a, almost a 12% incidence of lung toxicity. For the most part, it was again, grade one and grade two uh, lung toxicity, but there, were, there, there was a 0.8% incidence of grade five lung toxicity. And that basically there were three um, uh, deaths attributed to TDXD therapy in this trial. What we, we, can, we can learn from this is that 
it's important to adhere to to the guidelines for for identifying and managing lung toxicity with TDXD. Um, and I think if, if we just look across our whole uh, the TDXD uh, program, that's a key learning uh, is that you know if, if we stick to the to the to, to guidelines and are monitoring these patients have, a, have a, a awareness of this toxicity, intervene early, that that we can actually prevent the the serious uh, potential consequences. So I, I think based on the Destiny Breast 04 results, I think we are establishing her too low metastatic, or we have established her too low metastatic breast cancer as a, as a targetable uh, subgroup or, or population of patients with breast cancer. And traditionally, I think we've been very focused on identifying her two positive patients, you know, those patients whose tumors are three plus by IHC. And, and so we really have sort of relegated everyone else as, as being HER2 negative, but now suddenly I think we have an opportunity through trastuzumab can to be able to offer these patients improved outcomes with the use of this antibody drug conjugate. So I think um, we are going to now have to pay closer attention to the level of HER2 expression uh, and identify the 1 plus and 2 plus cancers because they, they may be um, able to benefit from this new therapy. Is there another trial that's needed before you would recommend putting this into practice? I mean, I think that the results from Destiny Breast 04 are pretty robust and compelling. And like I said, it's really exciting to see that we can improve survival for, for late stage patients. So I'm pretty excited and, and hopeful that this is going to be something we can offer to patients in the near future. There are, you know, a lot of, I think, interesting ways um, to build on, on this trial. There are already actually some studies underway, uh, Destiny Breast 06 is another large randomized phase three study in, in the HER2 low population, um, specifically for hormone positive HER2 low patients. And it's in a less pretreated population. So none of those patients will have had prior chemotherapy. And additionally, they're looking at a, a, a population of patients we call as ultra low HER2 patients where the, the IHC score is less than one, but greater than zero. So really trying to define the lower boundary of HER2 low, uh, which is, I think, a really important thing uh, for us to do. Uh, and there's a potential that in the future, we may even be able to open up this therapy to, to a larger group of patients, frankly, based on that analysis. So there's also an, a very important trial looking at combinations uh, of different therapies, again, for the HER2 low population. So a lot of really exciting things to look forward to. You know, we're seeing for the very first time that, that we can target, you know, low levels of HER2 in breast cancer. I think this is a real new group of patients. We're gonna be able to, uh, you know, provide their targeted agent and, and really improve outcomes. So I think it's important now for us to, to uh, focus on, on identifying these patients uh, so that we can open up this, this really exciting treatment to, to a whole new group of breast cancer patients. Thank you for sharing your research and discussing it with me today. Yeah, my pleasure.